Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. I would like to welcome to the show a uh, an old and dear friend of ours, Andy Brickley from Nesson. Brick, how are you? Hillman, LB, it's been a while. How you guys doing? <laughs> How you doing, Brett? I miss you, brother. <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, there's something special about Game 7 Days, and it's all about trying to contain your emotions, stay in your game day routine, try to block out all the noise, focus on what you need to do to get ready to play. Some guys will handle it better than others, but uh, this should be awesome tonight. Uh, by the way, your tie on Sunday, Blue Jack's tie out of the water. I just, <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I just want you to know that. Um, well, I'll pass that thank you along to my daughters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, the Bruins, I'm, listen, both of these teams have Game 7 experience, so that's. I was going to ask you if either one of them has an advantage going into tonight. I don't think so. And, uh, you know, in the beginning of this series, I don't know how you guys handicapped it. Uh, I think the Bruins were a favorite uh, in a high percentage of predictions only because of where they finished in the regular season, the head-to-head during the regular season, how they were playing going into the postseason. Uh, The Bruins had a core group that knows how to win in the playoffs, and I think that gave them the edge along with the home ice. But what we've seen through six games is this is really a pick-em series. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows what's going to happen tonight. I certainly misjudged Boston in Game 5. You know, came coming off that Game 4 win in Toronto, the way they played, the way they were able to survive that third period and have enough poise to handle an onslaught by the Leafs. And then to come home, I expected Toronto to be very good in Game 5, but I expected Boston to be better the way they played in Game 2, their home record during the regular season. And I know it was a nothing-nothing game late, but the better team won that night. So yeah. it really comes down to a pick them in, uh, in this seven-game series. And, uh, and Boston has to exercise their will. That's what it comes down to. LB will tell you that's what it's all about in a game seven. Well, I, I, I think, it, you know, I, I blew it. I, I called the Bruins in six. So uh, game sevens are always amazing. Uh, let, let, let me ask you this. The Leafs, the, the, their top six are so young, so fast. So intense, it, 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 you know the the back the back group of the Bruins have to step up big time. Yeah, and that's the challenge. You know that threat of the stretch pass, which is a huge part of Toronto's offense. You know they try not to spend any time in their own zone. They're willing to to ice the puck as they try yeah. to get players free in the neutral zone, get in behind the defense, and and Boston, in order to have a better five on five offense, they need to involve their defensemen. So that's where the struggle is for Boston. You know, when do you go? When do you stay back? How conservative do you have to be? You know, how just reactionary do you want to play the game? I think that's what Bruce Cassidy wanted more from game six. Just go out and play. Don't overthink it. But, uh, yeah, that's the issue for Boston is that quick strike, quick counterattack, players taking off through center ice behind the Bruins' defense when the Bruins are trying to establish a forecheck and keep plays in the offensive zone. And I think if Bruins can manage that area of the game, it'll go a long way to forcing Toronto to do what? To have to defend in their own zone. And everybody knows they're not, uh, that's not their biggest strength. Yeah. I think, 
you know, the Bruins needed Brad Marchand to be regular season Brad Marchand on Sunday, and I think he was. Do you think they need that that uh, same kind of, like, you know, feisty Brad Marchand tonight? Absolutely. You know, walk that line. Uh, I don't think we'll see a ton of special teams play tonight, though you never know in that area, too. Uh, I think it's going to have to really be an egregious penalty to get a penalty call. Maybe it's in a scoring chance or, or it's just blatant. But, uh, yeah, he's he's got to play as a leader along the edge. Uh, he has to have that Game 7 mentality that I think they all had in Game 6 because it's really, again, are we going home or are we moving on? The East is wide open. I think everybody on Toronto, everybody on Boston thinks they have an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup now, now that the favorites have been have been moved out. I mean, potential for seven out of the eight series to have a lower seed be victorious. I mean, that's amazing when you start talking about the parity in the National Hockey League. But, yeah, Brad Marchand has to be the guy that he was all year, that he is, what he means to the team. You know, he thrives in these situations. He loves being a leader. He loves being looked at as a complete player and one of the most important players to his team in the National Hockey League. And what a great opportunity to show it again here in Game 7. Um, and what do you? Th- what have you thought about the officiating this series, Brick? I think it's been fair. Um, I'm probably a bad guy to ask. <laughs> I wish they just. I just wish they had a better feel for the game. And I try not to get to know the officials, the referees, or the linesmen. I I understand the difficulty of the job, the pace that this game is played at. But uh, but you have a job to do. You're paid to do your job. Just do it well. And that's how I feel about the players. But that being said. Um, I expect them to just not be noticed, step out of the way, and let the players decide the game. I think that's what everybody wants from the official. And what about Tuca's performance in this series? I think he's been good. I think he certainly matched the other guy at the other end. Uh, I think Freddie Anderson's been good, uh, real good at times. I think Tuca's been good, real good at times. What am I looking for from Tuca tonight? Uh, I expect him to play with that. You know, that confident, poised demeanor that tells you he's on top of his game, that economy of emotion. He's not overplaying or moving around too much in the blue paint. Let the game come to him. Be aggressive when he's supposed to. Stay deep when he has to. Uh, make every save he's supposed to make and then a few more. And if the situation calls for, hey, you got to steal this game because Toronto is just out skating us and out playing us, then he's got to deliver. Uh, I, I know... These are the games that people will remember Tuca for. It's been a historic year for him. Sure. You know, the all-time winningest Bruins goaltender in the history of the organization. I don't think that matters to the fans right now. They want him to play, play great on the big stage. He's had mixed reviews in that area, and this is a great opportunity for Tuca. Hey, Brick, why, why doesn't Tuca get the respect that he deserves as the winningest goalie in Bruins history? He's, he's, he, he's always been there. Got it done. Stepped up. Uh, the Bruins have won consistently with him in the pipes. How come? How come people don't wrap their arms around him? Yeah, and, and the uh, and the goals against the save percentage, all that stuff is good. Uh, I think some of it is uh, that big stage, LB. You know, yeah. uh, being unavailable when you need to win a game to get into the postseason. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they care so much about the Olympics and what happened there. I think they remember 2013, you were looking to try to win another cup. It was coming on the heels of 2011 when Tim Thomas was huge in the last two series when the Bruins had, you know, that epic run to the Stanley Cup, the number of Game 7s that they won in that that four-series run, the three seven Game 7s and how how well Timmy played. Um, I think that's part of it. And then, you know, he just has that... 
Um, when he gets interviewed post-game, you know how the Bruins fans are. They want that passion. They want that yeah. emotion. They want the anger when it's supposed to be angry. And he's just got that even keel, which he feels he needs in order to play the position at this level. And I think that kind of goes against him at times. Um, Andy Brickley of Nesson is our guest. Uh, Brick, my apologies. Here's a question for LB. LB, in a Game 7, this is from a 508 texter, sure. uh, what does one do to prepare to make sure that they are opening the door at the proper times to let the players, the other players, out on the ice. I'll just say this because Rick and I played at the old garden together, and the best part was there that the back door on the bench never got opened ever. <laughs> well, I think that place is going to be rocking tonight, and. I, any uh, any guess on the uh, on the on the banner captain this evening, Brick? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I've heard a number of different names and some different lobbying that was going on, but uh, no, I'm not going to throw any names out there. I'm, I, I will say this though: I'm bullish on the Bruins. Uh, I, I, like LB, I thought this would be a six or seven game series. Here we are at Game Seven. Didn't yeah. expect it to go in this direction to get to Game Seven, but here we are, and I think. Uh, I think if this Bruins team lives up to exactly what they are all about, and I know they call it playing to their identity, but if they just play the way they're supposed to play, play the game the right way, bring their skating game, everything that they want to do against Toronto, you have to be able to skate with the Leafs. And if they do that, I think Boston's still the better team. Shu, uh, I have a question about your colleague, Jack Edwards. At okay. any time in the booth, <laughs> did you ever fear for your life? <laughs> no, I feared for his. <laughs> yeah, right? He gets yeah. so oh, pumped yeah. up oh, and Jack, on, Jack, on fire, and Jack, I, I just see you as like, I, I, I should get out of here. <laughs> well, it's, it's, only, it's, it's really, uh, when I think about Game 7 Toronto, you got to think back to 2013 Game 7 Toronto, that third period, being down 4-1. If you had footage of that booth, <laughs> oh. that third period that <laughs> night, I mean, that would be a tremendous show on its own to watch how animated Jack got. Yeah. Do you guys get the next series, Brick, or no? No, no. National Hockey League, uh, I know in 2011 we got the first two series, which yeah. is great. We got the seven-game series against uh, against Montreal, and then that payback from 2010 with a sweep of the flies. But uh, starting in 12 or 13, NBC then reduced the regional cables to one round. So that's all we have right now. We get the first round. We lost two to NBC exclusives. That's, I think, the limit that they can take. I'm happy that we have Game 7 on Ness, and we'll do an hour pregame starting at 6. Obviously, puck drop a little after 7, and then full coverage postgame. So that's all great. But, yeah, I get a little jealous of the radio guys because they get to take it all the way to the end. And um, are the Nesson camera people prepared should anybody with a large head wants to stand <laughs> wants to stand in front of the camera oh all game uh, during the yeah, third well. Yeah, if if our main camera goes down, we have an intern ready with a check to make sure that uh, that 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 fan is seated and not bothering our backup camera. <laughs> oh, what a jerk <laughs> that guy was! Um, all right, what time does the coverage begin tonight, Brick? Yeah, six o'clock pregame. Uh, you know, all hands on deck, full coverage, and uh, pregame show for an hour ought to be great. And then, uh, yeah, Jack and I and Alex will have the call starting a little after seven o'clock. All right, go bees! Yeah. Can't wait. All right, boys. Hey, good to, yeah. good to visit with you guys again. I love you, hey, junk. Uh, by the way, uh, by the way, Brick, you still there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I still have not gotten over the loss that my beloved Neshoba Chieftain suffered 
to your Melrose football oh. team in the Super Bowl. Oh. Uh, and should things have gone differently, that would have been the second Super Bowl that Brees Hill would have won. Uh, I just want to mention that as you leave. All right. So well, let me let me just say this in response: Time heals all wounds, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brick. See it. There's uh, there's the great Andy Brickley. Uh, LB correction from a texter. What? I don't know if this is correct or not, but Tuca has not won a cup. Um, uh, and I didn't is say that? Won a cup. Oh, okay. This texter I said he saying, had one. Uh, uh, <laughs> he wears a saying, cup when he plays uh, <laughs> ball. <laughs> How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.